Welcome back to the Glenn Standard. Today we're going to be talking about marketing automation, the benefits of it, uh, the stresses it can cause, and also how helpful it can actually be. So marketing automation, you're our resident expert here at the agency. Yes, sir. I uh, know the ins and outs of it. Mm -hmm. um, we all have a, a broad understanding of it. As you get into the nitty gritty details of it, you're the guy. Mm -hmm. um, you start to dig through those those paths. And as we set up clients on it, talk to clients about what it is. Yeah. Um, thinking through terms of how many people want marketing automation, mm -hmm. some still don't quite understand it. What, mm -hmm. From a novice perspective, what, what do you see as the benefits of getting into marketing automation or maybe why you shouldn't? Well, first off, I think that marketing automation is a great way to bolster your business. Okay. Um, I think it's a great innovation. I think it has a lot of benefits for individuals. But just like any kind of innovation that comes in the industry, um, there is an ethical and uh, beneficial way to utilize it. You don't want to just use it for everything. Um, a lot of times we see this a lot where individuals want to be semi-absentee business owners. Um, and while it does alleviate some of the monotonous tasks every day, it doesn't uh, take away um, the personal aspect that you need to still provide for your customers and clients. So is going to, you can't say, hey, marketing automation, plug it in, off and running, I'm now doing marketing. Yeah. It doesn't and, work like that. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> even if you're an experienced marketer, we've even seen experienced marketers do this where they, they plug in their automation and they think, all right, Hard stuff is done. I don't. I don't have to. I don't have to put in all the extra effort I used to have to put in. That's still not the case. Um, it's it's great as an assistant, but it doesn't take over everything. Yeah, I think I think what you said in the very beginning too, talking about uh, the personal side of it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The information that goes has to be aligned with who you're trying to reach, mm -hmm. the customer. Mm -hmm. um, the way you want to automate back to that also has to feel personal. Yes. It's kind of the point of it. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes out, you have to look at what's happening and adapt and adjust that. Mm -hmm. But they also have a lot of triggers yes. that go on through the process. So those triggers also might alert somebody mm -hmm. and that somebody has to do something with that. And you can't fall fall apart on not doing that side of it either, yeah. right? Yeah. So it, there's a lot more to it than just um, automating, but it does can save you a lot of time and capacity. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, with a lot of follow-up and soft touch points. Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. um, and that's really thinking it from a sales perspective. Mm -hmm. On the marketing side of it, it could also be used from a, oh, if you love this, you might love that. Exactly. And then take you down those rabbit holes yep. and how people interact, maybe take them down a different rabbit hole. Yeah. And it's about churning additional product. So it, it's multifaceted. It yeah. can go a long way. won't get into every detail in this podcast, but yeah. um, let's just an overarching view of what it means. Yeah. What are what are some of the uh, what are some of the top platforms that that, that you know of? Uh, the two that I know of the most is Active Campaign and High Level. Um, High Level, in my opinion, is the um, it's like a box of Legos. It does a lot, um, but one of the downsides is that it also does a lot. Um, however, that being said, is that I do notice that of the, the programs that I've seen in the industry, um, it is the most beginner friendly and um, is, it is uh, organized in a way that uh, you can approach different aspects of it without feeling overwhelmed if you just take your time to play around with it. I think the number one problem most people have is that they think that they're going to break it. Um, you're not going to break the system. Um, the only way that you're going to fail is if you don't even try. Um, you know, if you go in there and you try a bunch of different automations and you want to experiment with maybe a newsletter or nurturing campaigns, 
um, it's a great way to to just get introduced to it just by doing it. So um, you know, if you if you pick up one of those tools and you start playing around with it, you're already ahead of the game. I think at the at the end of the day too, it's 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 like anything. Um, when you first do it, it can be very overwhelming. Of course. The more you start to do something, the easier it becomes. Yep. 100%. The better it is. Yeah. Um, then you stop doing it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like starting over again. Yeah. And it becomes yeah. very overwhelming again. Mm -hmm. It has to be something. It's kind of like SEO. It has to be something you're committed to long term, mm -hmm. and you know you're going to have to go in mm -hmm. and touch. Yep. Uh, consistently to yep. make it work well. And keep it fresh for sure. Yeah, keep it fresh. Yeah. So two pros, um, saves time, mm -hmm. easy scalability. Yes. In what regard, take saves time, start there, and how does it do that for Well, you? saves time, it's really great for like a follow-up process. Um, it's really great for um, nurturing as well. Uh, nurturing is usually the first introductory area where individuals start playing with automations. You know, if you have, um, you know, e even on a lower end, we'll say anywhere from 100 to, to maybe 200 possible customers or clients that you have on your nurturing list. Um, you can develop, you know, in, in a few hours, you can develop very easily, especially if you utilize AI capabilities nowadays, mm -hmm. you can develop a, you know, seven to 21 touch point um, series of emails, and then you can build it out to each one of those emails drop um, at a certain cadence or a certain period of time. Um, so you could plan out entire months worth of um, nurturing information to go out to people. You can get it done in a day. Um, and then just hit on and let it go. Now, you still want to keep that personal element. You know, mm -hmm. when people reply, you want to talk to those individuals. You don't want to just build a whole other nurturing campaign that, that nurtures those people and then you never talk to them. Because um, <laughs> that's, uh, you'd be surprised, you laugh, but you'd be surprised. Uh, the number of people I've talked to that think that, well, I have all these automations. Why am I not getting conversions? And it's like, well, because automation doesn't replace sales and it doesn't replace the human element. It's just meant to bolster um, your capabilities as a business owner. So how does that help with scalability then? Uh, so those 21 touch points, you know, as your clients grow and as your, um, your lead list grows, um, you can still input all those individuals into those nurturing processes. So for instance, if you have, um, if you have that 100 people, the same process for that 100 people is going to be the same process for 1,000 people. Um, so it, it, it doesn't become a change of process. It's literally the same touch points, it's the same process, it's just that as you grow, um, the capability grows. So let's jump into a con then. Okay. Extensive planning has to be one of those, right? Yes. Upfront planning? Yes, upfront Very planning. Very visionary type mm -hmm. of thing? Yep. Okay. Um, I oftentimes recommend that whenever you're going into an automation process, you should at the very least take the previous month to start implementing. You shouldn't expect to implement for at least a month. That's okay. just because, and, and that's more built out. That's for some, for some of the more complicated ones. Lesser ones, it doesn't necessarily take that much time, um, but I'm a safe than sorry person. I would rather have extra time and launch it early um, than uh, need to launch it immediately and then launch it with, you know, not all the, the, uh, the, um, you know, the bells and whistles. Yeah, the bells and whistles. Yep. So think about that piece too, as you start to enable that process and you're mm -hmm. thinking, you're planning, you're going, oh, it's gotta be so robust, so big. Mm -hmm. There's also something to, I'm going to start here and make yep. that work. And as I get comfortable with it and get used to it, maybe mm -hmm. it is 30 days, 45 days, two months. I'm going to add a new process now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take on a new process now. Mm -hmm. 
and start to take those chunks and build, you could also build a process over time, but you still have to plan for making a process over time is kind exactly. of the point, right? Yeah. Because one, one of the other cons is, and you mentioned this earlier, mm -hmm. it's not going to replace any mm -hmm. inefficiencies in a process that you already have in your business. 100%. It doesn't fix that. No, right? not at Those all. have to be aligned as well, mm -hmm. and that's, that's the people power of it, right? Yep, exactly, 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to the inefficiencies, you have to, if anything, honestly, it will, it will, uh, reveal the inefficiencies very quickly because what you'll notice is that when the automations start taking place automations don't have the capability to um, uh, call an audible you know it simply follows the process that you programmed from the very beginning mm -hmm. so it doesn't have it you know if you're making calls and you're making these these emails and you're doing it personally um, you have the capability to see that oh this person needs a I need to give them a not B um, whereas with automation, it's going to give them A no matter what, or it's going to give them B no matter what, because B is the next phase in the process. Right. Um, so if anything, it's going to reveal your inefficiencies, but that's okay because you, you can't fix something if you don't know it's broke. So like I said before, whereas a lot of people get, a lot of people get caught up in, oh, well, what if, what if it does this wrong or if it does that wrong? That's okay. Cause it's just going to reveal some of those inefficiencies. It's just up to you as the business owner and um, you as the person responsible for the automations to just make the corrections. And corrections can be very simple. It doesn't have to be something big, scary, and back to the drawing board and erase the whole entire thing. You know, Automations are usually built in a way that they are um, very incremental. So you can correct something here without affecting all this other stuff. So you don't have to worry about having to, you know, the house of cards fell down, now I gotta start all over again. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, but well, that's kind of life too, yeah. right? I mean, you get bumps in the road, you learn from them, and you move on, right? Yeah. Um, the two areas, though, I think that are, are the most important. We talked about the human factor of it and the personal side of it. The two areas that I see it hitting mm -hmm. the most is going to be on customer service. Mm -hmm. It's going to be on sales. Yes. And very important to, especially with AI transitioning into our environments as heavy as it is now. Yeah. Are you talking to a real person or not? Yeah. And if people start to have doubt, am I or am I not? Yeah. That starts to make everything a little bit wonky. So, how how are there ways that you can think of that could overcome some of that using uh, automation versus AI? Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely, like one of the big ones is honestly just just be open up front with people. You know, don't try and disguise AI or automation as as a, a live person. Mm -hmm. um, most people are willing to accept the process, no matter what the process is, as long as you're just up front with them. Um, a lot of the biggest mistakes I see is when people try and disguise automation as uh, a real person and then you know they think they're talking to a real person and then AI or automation starts messing up and then they get real frustrated because now they're gonna have to tell the story all over again um, you know as long as you're up front with individuals they usually accept um, the process that you have um, so I would just yeah I would just try not to disguise it just be honest about it and, and move forward with it so five areas okay. that I think if you're new to this you want to jump in that you want to do First, uh -huh. number one, mm -hmm. nurturing emails and texts. Yes, that is the that That's is the, the number one thing. Mm -hmm. How how complex does that have to be, or what's the what's a simple way to maybe just jumpstart that? So a simple way to jumpstart it is just having um, in your automations. I know for a fact it's in high level. All you have to do is um, whenever you have a text, you know you create your sequence: text one, text two, text three. Having whatever information, have a simple call to action at the end of these automations that just say something along the lines of. Hey, if this sounds interesting to you, just reply back, you know, insert your keyword. It could be keyword offer um, to learn more. And then as soon as they reply to it, it sends your staff member, whether it be your sales team, yourself or anybody else, um, it just sends you a notification saying like, hey, 
um, you know, John Doe is interested in XYZ, uh, why don't you go ahead and give him a call? And then you as the human can take over that element and then build that personability um, and build that rapport with the client that, that automation just isn't currently capable of at the moment. So um, I said five, there's probably three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so two. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, how can it help, you know, on the, on the initial base level, the benefit, uh, like centralized communication? Yep. Um, so just as an example, and actually it's great that you bring that up because it builds off of what I just said, is that you can have it inform your staff members when specific individuals take specific actions. That way you don't have to waste time, you know, oh, you know, I got to let John know that, so-and-so is interested in XYZ. Well, John's at lunch right now. I don't know when he's gonna get done with his meeting. Um, okay, he's done at three. Now I gotta wait three hours before I can notify him. John can get that notification immediately that somebody is interested. So you kind of take out that filler and you kind of trim the fat a little bit. That way you're not having to wait to notify somebody about a, a potential opportunity. You know, John at lunch can take care of it like right away. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, it kind of goes into number three, like task delegation, right? Yep. It's, that, it's that auto hit. Like, you can know instantly if somebody is mm -hmm. triggered, yes, I want to know more. Yeah. Text, email, phone call. Yeah. If it hits this person and there's not a response to it, it can then jump to another person. Mm -hmm. That can also lead into a little bit of call tracking as well. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different ways to go about it. And yep. putting in call tracking from a sales perspective, it's great. It also records all of those sales conversations. So yeah. if you're having a lot of leads come in, especially if you're paying an agency like us to bring leads to you, 100%. and you're not having full conversion, but it's been targeted, yeah. we know it's in the right spot. Well, what yeah. is it? Well, we can listen on some phone calls. Mm -hmm. Not say, hey, do a better job, but we need to, okay, we need to invest in some sales training now because yeah. we're not consistently telling the same story or people aren't hearing what they want to hear yeah. based on what we're selling. Yeah. So it really starts to infuse everything together and bring the marketing and sales teams together, which mm -hmm. at the end of the day are a big part of the success of any yeah. business. An added part of it too that I think is really interesting is that especially if you build an extensive touch point process, like a 21 touch point process, you can see where most individuals are replying in that process. So mm -hmm. if there's maybe a specific offer that tends to be doing well, that's getting people to at least you know, venture for more information, um, you can utilize, maybe turn that individual touch point and turn it into a larger campaign in and of its own um, to try and gather more leads or more potential clients. So it's, it's a great, great um, tool for data analysis as well. Yeah, the other side we haven't really touched on is the CRM side of it, right? Yeah. So you're capturing these leads now too. Yeah. And it's all living in the same space. Yeah. Now you can do something with those. Yeah. Um, you could do one-off emails to segmented groups because you can segment them out. Mm -hmm. You can have these came from these kind of lead forms from this kind of platform, so I want to segment them into this. 100%. There are so many different ways. So it is a true CRM yeah. that allows you to manage your opportunities and contacts, mm -hmm. even if they've converted already. Yeah. And then you move them into actual clients or customers. Yeah. You can segment out from there too. It, it's, yeah. it's a really great tool for managing that also mm -hmm. and brings a lot of it all together. Yeah, and to, and to build off that as well, it's also really great um, additionally for organization. You touched on it a little bit, but um, most automation systems have the ability to attribute tags. Tags are just like, the great way I like to think of it is just like, think if you have a manila folder, that's your client. Tag is literally just a sticky note that you just slap on the manila folder just so you know off the top of the bat with some information. Like it could have a tag saying, um, uh, maybe you met somebody at a, uh, uh, maybe they filled out a form at a, uh, like a, uh, a little networking, yeah, networking event or, like or yeah, like a, just like a pop-up tent event. You could put, you know, networking, you know, we'll call it the Glint, the Glint event, 
okay, you could have it at the Glen event 2024 and they get attributed tags, then you know you can quickly search by that tag and find all your individuals that were at that event very quickly. And then you could um, say you're having a second one the following year, we say 2025. Um, you could easily select all those individuals from 2024, select all of them, and then send a mass message to all, we'll say like 50, 60 saying, hey, it was great seeing you last year at the Glint event 2024. We're actually having another one, Glint 2025. And then you can nurture those individuals to come back. Um, so you can keep up that constant rapport with those individuals. Maybe you haven't had you know, too much of a chance to follow up with them. This is a great opportunity to get them face-to-face -face again. So there are a number of great ways you can utilize tags. But that's a lot, right? Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Um, you know, really the sky's the limit. There have been people that I've seen build some crazy automations that do wild stuff that even I, as somebody that's like, am in it all the time, I'm like, wow, where did you come up with that? Um, but you don't have to do that. Like plenty of people just use them for simple, like I said, nurturing, um, you know, seven, seven touch point or 21 touch point nurturing. Um, it's great for that as well. So there really is no right or wrong way um, when it comes to where you want to use it. It's, it's more about how you want to use it. So. so we could probably talk all day about all this. Day. <laughs> how do you feel about this first podcast? Feel good. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, you get to spew knowledge, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm a chatterbox, so I, I definitely can word bomb it. <laughs> so. Well, I appreciate you sharing today. Um, hopefully, this has been helpful for everybody. Uh, if there are any additional questions you'd like to know, drop us uh, a line at agency at theglintstandard.com, and we'll be sure to get back with you. If there's any additional details, at all you can always call us as well. Our number is eight one seven six one six zero three two zero. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Give us a thumbs up if you like this episode, and also leave us some comments or questions. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, go right here, and if you want to watch past episodes, check it out right there.